welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. Alright, welcome back to another show. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, before we get into what we're going to talk about today, uh, quick note, please go to uh, drivewaybeerspodcast.com and go ahead and, and click on our sponsor, uh, Private Internet Access. Uh, the website's privateinternetaccess.com slash drivewaybeers. That's our uh, affiliate link. We do get a small commission when you sign up. Uh, the deal they have for our customers right now is two years, $55. That's about a, I believe it's $2 and 11 cents a month, maybe under that. I'm not a mathematician. Um, the reason why I'm putting that out there, uh, and why we have them as a commission based sponsor. Now we don't get paid directly from them, uh, on an episode basis. It's only if people click on the link and sign up, uh, now, if people would love to do that, be, that would be great for us. Uh, if not, that's fine too. But do look into a VPN for yourself. Um, they're really inexpensive, and they do give you protection, especially with the holidays coming up. Um, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, your credit card information goes out online. When Whenever you buy anything, it could be from Best Buy, Amazon, uh, Target, Walmart, wherever you're shopping online, you are entering your credit card every single time. And that information, uh, whenever you send your order, that your credit card information goes with it. And someone could intercept or uh, obtain your credit card information uh, and, and use that. And your credit card company will protect you to a certain extent, but sometimes they won't. And why not protect yourself? Be your own advocate and grab a, a VPN for when you're shopping. It goes on. Uh, it ha- they have apps for uh, Android, iPhone, uh, as well as uh, Android TV boxes, uh, Fire Sticks, uh, NVIDIA Shields, a- Apple uh, Apple TV, um, and then any laptop or desktop device. Um real easy to use you pop open the app and you literally click one button and you're connected and then you continue to do your shopping when you're done you can turn it off if you want to other people uh, i like to tell that you can watch uh content from other countries if you have a netflix account personally i don't know how much content is out there for you to watch that's available in other countries but not here uh but if that's something you're looking forward to as well a vpn can help you with that as well so uh privateinternetaccess.com slash drivewaybeers, or you can just go to our website, drivewaybeerspodcast.com, and on the right-hand side, there's a link for you to click on, or at the very bottom if you're on the, your your mobile device. All right, so what are we going to get into? Um, we've mentioned this before. Mike and I are hefty individuals, um, both in our 40s. And I think we're we're both kind of come to the realization that unless we drop some some pounds, Get some tonnage, we, we we might not be too long for this world, right? I don't see too many uh, too many guys in my my, my way. By the way, I'm five nine. I weigh three hundred fifty pounds, straight yeah. up. That that's not good. No, I don't see too many dudes my height and weight 
that are living into their mid sixties. Yeah, you don't see a lot of a lot of um, you know people in the old folks home that are six two uh, four twenty two. So I just put mine out there too. So uh, um, yeah, so it's definitely a, a something that now. Granted, I don't feel like I weigh that much because uh, you know I still lift weights and and get out and do things and ride my Peloton, which will hold that much weight in case you're wondering. <laughs> So, um, but, you know, I think there's definitely, there comes a time where, you know, you have to take a, uh, you know, you take, have to take that, that look at yourself and say, is this really how I want to be? You know, cause do I always want to have to ask for the, to the, for the seatbelt extender on the flight? Do I want to even fly? Cause it's so uncomfortable to fly. Do I like waking up with aches and pains that, Probably wouldn't be there if I was a little bit lighter. So, um, definitely a quality of life issue. Yeah. Right. Um, aches and pains has started to creep in for me. Um, like definitely the ankles and the knees. Mm-hmm. And especially for me, my hips. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, it's not debilitating, it's a nuisance right now. Yeah. Um, some days it's not there. Other days it is. Um, but it's also one of the things that when you wake up in the morning, if you're if you if your feet hit the floor and you feel pain immediately, you're like, okay, I might just go back to bed here. Yeah. You know. But you don't want to do that because then you're missing out on, on, on other things in life. Um Yeah, because what I've been doing is I get up and I have to stand there. And almost wait for all the systems to come online before I take a step, you know. And it's like, you know, this is this isn't, uh, you know, how you want to. This is not how I want to live the rest of my life, and it won't be a very long one if I don't do something. Because, you know, we're, we all know that that certain things, you know, come along with with obesity. There's, you know, increased risk of diabetes, different heart, cancers, heart disease. Your heart has to work harder. I mean, the the list is endless. Um, and I kind of, so people say there's healthy fat. I'll go along with that to a point, (laughs) to a point. Um, I think that, I think you kind of have to get off that elevator by the time it hits like the, the 300 mark. Um, and let's not go and confuse ourselves and say, oh, well, you know, offensive linemen, they weigh 325. Yeah. They're monsters and they're six, seven. And they're yoked. And for a lot of them, it's a controlled weight. Yeah. Like and they, they, they have full medical departments at their disposal. Yeah. And they run sub 540s. Right. I don't do that. No. If I ran 40 yards at all, I'd probably have to, I'd probably pull something. Right. Um. So, you know, that's something that, and I think you have to get away from just weight. They're also, you have to look at their body fat percentage, which is much lower than, than mine is. Yeah, it so, might be a minus to the roof. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely where, and I think, you know, I think one of the terms that comes up now is you've got your, your fat shaming and this and that. And, you know, being a a pretty much, you know, lifelong fat kid, I get the sentiment. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of it is well-intentioned people trying to motivate you, but not knowing how to do it. And then some some people just being mean. And screw those guys. Right. You know, they can, you know, uh, they can go, they can shove it. 
But well, I think it's like, a lot of them think it's the tough love that's going to get you motivated to lose weight. Yeah. And others, and others are right. Like, for example, I use like, I'll use two people we talk about quite a bit. Bill Maher and Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Maher's being a dick. Mm-hmm. And I think Joe Rogan's trying to be motivating. Yeah. But, to me, I'll both do, and it, it, it's, it makes you feel a little bit shittier that day. Yeah. Right? So, for example, like women always talk about body shaming. You know, the magazine, like the... The magazines always do that to girls, and they give them the ideal body image. It's not attainable. Blah, blah, blah. For guys, it's other guys telling you to get your shit together. Yeah. Like, that's how guys do it. It's a, it's a different way of doing the same thing. Right. Like, why don't you look like... not? But we don't say, why don't you look like this? We just tell you you look like a piece of shit. Right. You're a slob. Right. Whereas with women, it's the opposite. Well, look at her. Yeah. They, they, they put the images in front of you. And that's their way of saying this is what you should look like. Yeah. Guys just tell you that you shouldn't look like you do. Right. Like you look like an ugly muggly. Right. Right. Or you're coming you're coming out to my party looking like a mutant. Right. <laughs> like that's what guys do. It's, and don't like you said, a lot of it's well-meaning. Mm-hmm. But some of them are just being dicks. Yeah. And for some people, it's very motivating. I get that. I get that. But. Like the stuff we talked about in the past, you and I have tried <clears throat> the, the tried and true caloric deficit. Yeah. Don't eat this. Paleo that. Whole 30 this, right? We've tried these things. Maybe lost a couple pounds. The problem is a lot of those things, they're not sustainable over the long haul. I don't I don't want to eat grains all the time. I don't want to eat quinoa. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I'm sorry. It tastes like garbage to me. Yeah, I'm not a big quinoa fan. I've no. tried it a whole bunch of different ways. Like the and texture and the it has this like almost like it almost tastes like a damp basement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what it how, is. And you know how I get rid of that damp basement taste? Don't you? Butter, butter. Right. <laughs> right. You put all the fat back in. Yeah, because because <laughs> butter makes everything better. You put the butter, which has all the fat and the salt, go right back yeah. in just to make it edible, yeah. which now makes it not healthy. It's like the salad. You drain the salad and the Caesar dressing yeah. or the ranch dressing, and now it's not healthy for you anymore. Right. Right. All right. So what are we bringing this up for? Well, we finally come now that we finally come to the realization we have to do something. What is that something that we're going to do? For me, I had my eyes open a little bit toward uh, meeting up with a naturopathic doctor. Um, so let me preface this. I went to my primary care doctor, my primary care doctor basically just told me, uh, to go to a nutritionist and caloric deficit calories in calories out. Simple math, right? That's what it is. That's what she told me over and over and over again. Now I'm also someone I've had cancer in the past. My oncologist, same thing. Well, you got to walk a little more and you got to eat a little bit less. Like he, he never pushed it, but like every doctor I've ever gone to see, well, you got to lose weight. Yeah. Okay. I got that. Yeah. But certain things just aren't working. Mm-hmm. So what do naturopathic doctors do? They do blood tests that go a lot deeper than uh, sugar, 
levels, cortisol. Um, but it, it goes much. It goes more into deeper into your thyroid function. Uh, it checks for gluten. They, they check for like your gluten intolerance. Mm-hmm. Um, they check for underlying diseases. And we'll circle back to that. Just don't let me forget. Um, under underlying viruses or diseases you may have that you don't even know you have. Um, I know people are probably rolling their eyes at that. Like, oh, yeah, right. It's probably happening more than people know. Oh, Cause, sure. Because there are a lot of viruses that can lay dormant in you. Um, for example, um, someone I know that went, they were feeling real tired for like the last few years or so. Um, also had some extreme headaches. And so they just thought, well, I'm overweight and that's probably causing these things. So they went to a naturopathic doctor and they had all their blood work done. Turns out, uh, thyroid wasn't working properly. Um, the, uh, underlying Lyme disease. Oh, wow. Um, so there's, there's different levels, I guess, of Lyme. Like, there's a test that can see if you've ever had Lyme disease and whether that can be affecting you. Okay. And the only way to get rid of it completely is a month of antibiotics. Right. Um, they found out that they were uh, gluten intolerant. So the numbers came back the same as someone who has celiac disease. Hmm. But because they're... Uh, their their intestinal tract wasn't getting the the hole or the the puncture the holes or whatever. It's not considered celiacs. Okay. But the pains, the the uh, bowel discomfort can stem will stem from gluten. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. So it was one, two, three. Did I mention? Did I go to four? Or did I only do three? Anyway. Um, but those are the four. Uh. One of the the thyroid can be treated with a drug, mm-hmm. the Lyme disease antibiotic, the gluten is you got to remove gluten. Yeah, which is the stuff that makes food taste good. Right. <laughs> no, like bread and pizza gone, bagels yeah. gone. Yeah, like that stuff's gone. Um, I feel like I'm missing one more. Um. Oh, the. Uh, I don't know what it was. Anyway. But anyway, but, I mean, so by, I mean, they're walking around with these things, making them feel tired. Yeah. Not able to lose weight because things aren't functioning properly. Mm-hmm. And their primary care doctor kept saying, caloric deficit, caloric deficit, caloric deficit, exercise, exercise, exercise. Yeah. And here's or, some, and, or try this diet. And eat and, some more grains. Well, right. And all, and all the diets have the grains. Yeah. Which, oh, by the way, you can't digest. Right. <laughs> so, I I am also now going to go and get my blood work done by a naturopath. Well, one of the problems is is that when I called to make an appointment, and today is the 28th of September, I called last week. I was told the next available appointment is December 5th. Oh, wow. So, now I, I, I got to wait three months? Yeah. And then... You know, and the other thing we had talked about was the GLP one drugs, mm-hmm. which my primary care was open to. I, actually, it wasn't my primary care; it was a nurse practitioner. 
Okay. At the at at our primary care uh, doctor's office, the nurse practitioner was in favor of the GLP one drugs, um, which help with uh, sugar intolerance or whatever it is. Insulin. Insulin. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, kind of. And that you know, I think insulin is one of those things where. You know, I just read that book by uh, Doctor Fung that I mentioned in the last episode, or the you know maybe not the last one, but um, and you know the the insulin. So everyone thinks, oh, you know, oh type one you don't have insulin, type two you're insulin resistant, but you can be insulin resistant and not have diabetes. Um, you know, and it doesn't show up in your A one C, but it's still there, and the insulin is what's causing, according to Doctor Fung, and a lot of his stuff makes sense. The insulin is causing the the weight gain, so I think those GLP one drugs kind of knock that knock that off. Um, so it, it, it'll be neat to see. You know, I, I'm kind of looking at this as an experiment on myself to see what what works and what doesn't. And I've tried a bunch of stuff. I can tell you right now, I did noon for a while, had some results on it, but. You know, I'll fall off and I'll go on a trip. I'll injure myself, you know, and um, then I'll come off the noon. Or, you know, I'll, I'll switch, revert back to my old habits and then the weight comes right back again. So, you know, it's the, the, situa- the, the way the human body works is far too complicated to boil down to a simple mathematical equation of, of arithmetic. It's not, we're not even talking a- 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 algebra here. Right. It's just basic, you know. Subtraction, right? Right. We're not talking a pickup truck that has a gross weight. Oh, you need to lower the weight of the truck, take some stuff off of it. <laughs> no, that's not how this works. Right. So, because your body's going to adapt to keep itself at a certain set weight. You have to lower that set weight. And I think those GLP-1 drugs help with in doing that. Well, yeah. If the chemistry of your body isn't working the way it should, and we can get into reasons why we think that, and again... These are our thoughts, all right? This is not medical science that we're talking about. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an MD. I'm not a nurse. I'm none of that. Yeah. I'm Again, if you're coming here for your medical advice, right. please go elsewhere. Right. We're, we're just, <laughs> and get a VPN. Right. Yes, get a VPN <laughs> to protect yourself. Um, we're, we're two guys, and I, I've been overweight my whole life. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you have as well. And, and the thing is, there were times when the overweight was good. Oh, sure. And there were times in my life where, you know, when I was a senior in high school, uh, I was a solid uh, 315. Mm-hmm. And when I went, we did our first week of two-a-days, and they weighed us, and I had lost like seven pounds, and that was it. The co- football coach that, that was doing the weigh-ins was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. You went from 322 to 315. You didn't drop 30 pounds. I was like, oh, I didn't. I thought I would drop more. And he's like, <laughs> no, this is great. This means you're like supposed to be this big. And being a, you know, 6'2", 315-pound senior in high school on the football team worked out really well. Right. But, you know, then uh, I stopped playing football. I kept eating like I was playing football. Uh, and then let's – Let's add this lovely concoction called beer into that. Sure. And, you know, let's start packing on pounds. Oh, and let's start smoking. That was a really great idea there I had for a <laughs> while. 
Um, you know, and then things just start to, but when you're young, you can handle it. Right. You know, but as you get older, certain things start slowing down, other things start breaking down. And here you are a hundred pounds heavier than, you know, and that's, that's just, it's not sustainable. It's not healthy. It's not good for you. Um, you know, it affects beyond your physical health as well. Right. It, it, there's definitely a mental aspect to this. It, it it's like almost like an elephant on your, like everyone talks about the elephant on your back. If you can't run fast, well, it's mm-hmm. like an elephant on your head. Yeah. You know, it, it, it makes like, it, it, it makes, um, walking around with that big old noggin on, on your shoulders a little bit more difficult to carry around. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. The naturopath isn't the only way to go. Right. I'm not saying that. I mean, my brother, uh, he did, I think he did the sleeve first and then and then went to the lap bank because the sleeve didn't help that much. Mm-hmm. Just dropped a ton of weight with it. Yeah. Like, I, me personally, I just I don't want to try surgery right now. I, I would like to try other things because even if I went through a surgery, if my internal body chemistry isn't what it needs to be, the surgery is going to be temporary. Yeah. My, my body chemistry, your internal body chemistry will always win out. Yeah. So if you don't get that right, surgery it'll it'll starve you. Basically, that's what it's doing because it's, it's forcing it, the calor- the old school caloric deficit. Right, except it's massively doing it. Yeah, like you're literally eating five hundred to seven hundred fifty calories a day. Yeah, mostly liquid form, so your body doesn't have to work to break it down. Yep, and because your resting metabolism is about three. To 3,500 calories just if you don't do, just if you wake up the next day, mm-hmm. you're at a 2,000 calorie deficit, if not more. Yeah. And you're, you're, it's going to force you to lose weight. The yeah. problem is, as you start eating again and, and, and whatever was shrunk kind of expands because everything in your body can expand on the inside. Like when people have uh, gastric bypass, basically that little part of the stomach they leave. To, uh, still where the food goes mm-hmm. it can expand over time yeah and you can literally have two stomachs that are huge yeah i mean don't be wrong it will take time for that to get back there but again if your body chemistry and right yeah you know, your success will be temporary yeah I, I know a couple people that that had those procedures done and um one dude dropped some weight and then that both guys, they both gained it back. Not all of it, but some of it, because they find a way to defeat it. Right. Um, you know, I love to eat pizza. And, you know, I could probably find a way to defeat it so I could eat more pizza. Well, some people end up doing it. They end up eating it. They get sick or it gets stuck in their throat. Mm-hmm. And you throw it up. Yeah. You basically, not that you're anorexic, because you're not trying to make yourself throw up. Right. But the end result's the same. Yeah. It goes down and comes back up. Mm-hmm. And you wanted it to go down. You didn't want it to come back up, and it did. Yeah. You know, I mean. Uh, so, at least for me, my, my, my major attempt here is going to be through body chemistry and find out, you know, what is it my body producing that it should. Now, when I was, so when I was 29, I was diagnosed with, Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, had a bunch of drugs pumped into me, one of which was steroids. Yeah, and it was over a 24 week period. 
Um, ever since then, I haven't been able to lose weight. Mm-hmm. That's been difficult to say the least. Um, and tried maybe Weight Watchers helped a little bit. I think I lost twenty pounds on Weight Watchers one year, and then you stopped doing it. And then you stop, and you know, because when you're out and about and you're young, I mean, newly married at the time, you know, we were going out and doing things, and you know, I, I didn't want to log calories or points every time, right? Yeah. I found out for me logging calories is not sustainable. I, I don't want to, I don't want to do all math before I eat all the time. And I really, I can, I can hear other people on the other end. Cause I've said this to myself. Well, if you really wanted to lose weight, you'd do it. Oh yeah. You know? All right. I see your point, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And, and I like to see the people who say that, that have never had to, that have never had to lose weight before. Right. Um, you know, and logging calories, like, I'll go, and I'm really good about logging the good stuff that I ate, mm-hmm. and I'm really bad at logging the bad stuff that I ate. Because I'm like, yeah, well, it didn't really count, right. you know. Um, most of the ice cream had melted before I ate it, so was it technically still ice cream, or was it just milk? <laughs> right. So, well, and the other factor is, let's say someone goes on Weight Watchers for two, three months, right? And they lose 15 to 20 pounds. Well, if they started out at 215, you lose 15 to 20 pounds. You're under 200 pounds. Yeah. You're at an okay weight. If you start off at 350 and you lose 20 pounds, well, you're still at 330. Yeah. And you're like, it, you now, what they always say, you need to make it a lifestyle change and you make a lifestyle change. Okay. I'm, I'm not always somewhere where I kind of log when I'm eating all the time, especially if you, if you want to do it long term. Are you mm-hmm. kidding? Like anybody can do anything for two to three months. Four months, right? Because you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But if you know you're going to have to do this for two, three, four years, like well, and that's it becomes more difficult. And, and I think what people do is they try to – the first thing is is it has to become a lifestyle change. Right. And the other thing is you're not going to see results. Like people do it and they don't see results for three weeks and they quit. Mm-hmm. They get frustrated, they quit. This isn't working. Well, it didn't take three weeks for you to get to where you're at now. You can't go and say, well, three weeks before I got fat, I was in shape. Right. It took, it's the, the frog in the boiling water. By the time the frog realizes that it, it's, the water's too hot for it, it's too late, and it boils to death. Right. And that's kind of what happens. Oh, you know, oh, these pants aren't fitting. They, I must have, they must have shrunk in the wash. I'll wear my fat jeans. <laughs> and then you wear those. Well, eventually, your fat jeans, you need to buy new pants, so you buy pants that fit you. And then your f- previous fat jeans become, oh, man, I must have shrunk these in the wash. Right. No, you didn't shrink them in the wash. You grew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's kind of what happens. You gradually get bigger and bigger when you have to buy some new clothes. You just get to the next bigger size. It happens over time. So you don't really realize it. And then same thing happens in reverse. But you have to give yourself the, the, the space and the time to do it. But... You know, I think with the logging calories, I think the idea is eventually you will learn, well, that cookie there has, you know, uh, X amount of calories. Right. Like the bag of gummy bears, okay? Gummy bears are great. I love gummy candy is my sweet of choice. That and Reese's Pieces or peanut butter M&M's. But... That's your list. That's a short list. Mine's yeah. a mile long. <laughs> I'm not a sweets guy. I'm a salty, crunchy guy. If if you give me the choice between potato chips or or a brownie, potato chips all day. Um, I'm going both. 
<laughs> Sometimes it is nice to have the sweet and then the salty. So I don't I don't mix. I don't like the mix. Yeah. Well, no, you finish I want one. sweet or salty. So I'll eat ice cream. <laughs> yeah. And you know what goes really nice after you eat ice cream? It's a pretzel. Oh, yeah. You know, salty, gooey, yeah. or, or sweet, gooey, salty, crunchy. So I'm good as long as the pretzel isn't in the ice cream. No, no, I don't want them in there. Yeah, yeah, no. No, I'm a segregationist when it comes to food. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, All right, we're on the same page. Yeah. So, but what, you know, what I think they're hoping is that you realize that you can look at the bag of Haribo gummy bears and let's face it, no one's eating the suggested serving side. Everyone's eating the whole bag. Yeah, a bag is the serving size, isn't it? Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I think the Haribo gummy bears, it's like 12 gummy bears, Is that's the serving. But if you eat the whole bag, which is what I'm going to do, like, I'm not going to buy the bag and, oh, I'm going to eat 12 now, and this is going to last me for three days. It's going to last me for three minutes. (laughs) Right. And it's 750 calories. Right. But you should be able to look at that if you do it off logging and say, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to stay away from it completely. Right. Because I'm not getting, oh, sidetrack. Mm. Have you ever seen the review for the, for the Haribo sugar-free gummy bears on I, Amazon? I can imagine that's disastrous. <laughs> it's one of the fun. If, you're, if, you wanna, if anyone listening wants to go down a, a rabbit hole, look up, go to Amazon, search Haribo sugar-free gummy bears, and read the customer reviews. <laughs> they are absolutely hilarious because that fake sugar they put in there it has a laxative effect. Oh. <laughs> they didn't just make it with like stevia or something? No. Oh, wow. These things are. Because that would have been <laughs> that would have been the easier way. <laughs> so um yeah, but like you should I guess that's the the whole point is that, like eventually you're with enough food logging you'll realize that, you know, X amount of cake, but again, it just boils down to all you're doing is counting calories. Right. And, yeah, maybe over time, like, it becomes like math, right? It, when you first learn math, you got to write it down. You got to see it on paper. And then yeah. after a while, you learn how to do the math in your head, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the idea that if you do it enough, you'll be able to do the calorie counting in your head. Yeah. Well, apparently, maybe I just didn't do it long enough because it never happened that way. And I just got frustrated with it. With, with it and, you know, and then, of course... Once you do the calorie counting and it doesn't work, the next suggestion is, well, you must not, you got to track your macros then. Well, so now I got to track something else? Yeah. Now, now it's not just calories. Now it's I got to do protein, carbs, and fat too. Right. Because now I'm eating the wrong calories. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, all right. Like, And I get it. If it works for some people, great. I'm, I'm really happy for them. Um, and, and again, like, I'm not, like, look, we got some buddies that, you know, they always say, oh, I got to lose some weight. I got to lose some weight. Like, no, homie, I got to lose some weight. Yeah. You got to go on a diet for a week. Right. And, and drop your six pounds, right? Or you, maybe you do it for a month and you drop 10, right? No, no, no. I need to drop hundreds yeah. of pounds. Yeah. Like, I'm 350. If I ever got down to 250, I'd be doing cartwheels. Oh, yeah. Probably not. I don't think I can do a cartwheel. <laughs> but you get my point. Yeah. And then people see, like, the examples of really big people losing weight that people have seen is from like the shows like The Biggest Loser. Well, and they always show the app, like they show it like uh, two weeks after they went home or three weeks after they went home and they've mm-hmm. kept it off, right? They've kept it off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden someone will go snooping around like a year <sighs> or six months or, or a year to two years later and the person's gained at least half of it back. 
Oh yeah. And and the and the argument is well, at least they you know they got half of it off. Yeah, but they're still hugely overweight. Mm-hmm. You net you didn't address what's probably the root issue. Now why 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 do I think the root issue is body chemistry? Right. Everyone's gonna be one. What makes you an expert? Nothing. I'm not an expert in this. And I'm not against genetically modified foods, right? Mm-hmm. I understand there's a purpose for them, um, especially if you don't want, you know, uh, chemicals sprayed all over your food, right? And I'm not for the seed industry. I think it's a shady business. Yeah. How they run that in Monsanto, there was a whole thing about how Monsanto forced farmers to purchase seeds every year. They couldn't reuse seeds. They couldn't go to a different supplier because there was a copyright on the seed and all this other garbage. I'm not saying I'm in favor of that. Um, but I do think genetically modified foods, which I think came around, what, the 60s or 70s, yes. roughly? Um, and they became more widely spread, more widely used in the 80s and 90s to the fact that, like, kids that were born in the 2000s have only had gen- genetically modified foods. Yep. And granted there's the organic push and all this other stuff where they try not to have they they try and advertise that they're not gmo foods but everyone's had gmo foods all right i'm putting that out there and nobody has done any long-term studies to see what effect that has on the internal body chemistry of humans Mm -hmm. and i think you always see in the news, oh, well, we're the, we're the heaviest we've ever been, the heaviest we've ever been in the United States. In other countries, they don't use genetically modified foods. Correct. Their diets, I mean, it, look look at the uh, the Asian countries, mm-hmm. Japan, China, Koreas, except for North Korea, they don't eat because <laughs> right. they're being starved. <laughs> Different story. Um, their diet is more of a rice-based diet. Yeah, starchy rice-based diet. Yes. Um, they're also a much smaller population size. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why in this country we have, we're literally the largest country, not just by weight, but also height, yeah, body mass. Like we, It's almost like someone did like, pulled a movie where they did the experiment on people, said we needed certain foods in our body because, you know, agriculturally we weren't going to be able to sustain everybody. So we had to do this, had to do it. Meanwhile, they basically created a super army. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, you create a, a, a it, it, you create a world of big, big, massive people. And some people got caught up in that mm-hmm. and it didn't work the way you thought it would. Yeah. Did it create the big dudes who were six, eight, with huge muscles everywhere, you created basically the Hulk. Yeah, it worked for some of them. Yeah. But for other people, it didn't work out so well. And I think that is partially the reason. I I think some of those foods might have screwed with body chemistry for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, to the well, point where the body couldn't come back. It couldn't regulate that. Yeah. Well, there are some other things that they've done, like... Uh so when you look at human beings have been eating wheat for a very long time. Uh, in fact, you go back to Old Testament when I believe it was when the Egyptians kind of let Joseph run their, uh, you know, they were preparing for a famine and they let Joseph run 
the famine, what did they, what's the, the food they stored was wheat. Wheat was something you ate when there was nothing else available to eat. So then those, the way wheat was processed was through stone rolling. They rolled it using stone, which left a bunch of the holes and the fibrous parts of the wheat that you could, you know, so the finished product, the bread that was made from that wheat looked very different than what it would probably be closer to like what you'd say, like a, even rye bread is too fine for flour for that. Mm-hmm. So move up to modern times, you've now gone to industrial type rollers and grinders that's made out of steel, that's pulverizing it to a much finer flour. Also, they've switched to increase crop yields. They switched from the standard variety wheat to this dwarf wheat. And the dwarf wheat... Uh, it's just, it's, it's chemically, it's different. Now, dwarf wheat is a kind of wheat or it's a hybrid species. You know, it's one where they splice two plants together and (laughs) to create this kind of wheat, but it's not what was used even, you know, uh, five, 6,000 years ago. Right. Which when you think it, 6,000 years, that's a really long time. In the span of human evolution, 6,000 years is a, is a heartbeat. Right. So in a very short period of time, we've gone from eating a certain way to now be able to process things. And and I think it goes deeper than just wheat, but it's into the, the different seed oils and stuff that – look up canola plant. Try to find a canola plant. Right. Because it doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> so, but canola oil is healthy for you. Right. It says heart healthy. Heart healthy. Right on the thing. Yep. Um, Put a picture of the heart right on the bottom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And some of these seed oils are really, really bad. And I think that's messing up people's people's body chemistry too. We're ingesting all these chemicals. And I'm not even talking about the, the chemicals that are in the the bag of Haribo gummy bears. <laughs> right. right? I'm talking like the chemicals that are just people who think that vegetable oil. The corn, go find it. Last time you ate corn. Now, I love corn on the cob. The last time you ate corn. Were your hands greasy from maybe from the butter you put on it? But was was the were your hands greasy from the corn? No. But there's corn oil because they put the corn through this process through these rollers that just expels and presses what oils in there out of it. Yeah, and it, but even corn on the cob though, it's a genetically modified crop. Yeah, there is no corn in the United States that's not gen, that is not part of that genetically modified program. Mm-hmm. Just didn't out there. Yeah. Now, in other countries, though, if a food has been genetically modified, it has to be labeled as such. Yeah. Europe is it was known for this. When they passed a law, it was pretty big news. If you were paying attention, you had to look for other sources of news to find out about it. Because the major news outlets here didn't mention it. And the reason why is because there was a push to have GMO foods labeled here. And I, I want to say it was probably the early 2000s when it kind of came to a, a head. And, of course, you know, big, big, uh, big food, you know, the, the Tysons and the Monsantos mm-hmm. and the Purdue's, not the Purdue's that killed you with Oxycontin. We're talking about the Purdue, the chicken people now. Yeah. Um, Conagra. I mean, there, there are some very big names 
in the food industry. And we talk about big tech and we talk about big telecom and we talk about big pharma. And we, well, big food is another one. Yeah. And they have lobbyists that spend a lot of money to make sure that it is not widely publicized that you're eating genetically modified food. Mm-hmm. It is why when you go to a butcher, the words GMO do not are not stamped on the packaging of your steak. Won't find it. Yeah. Now, there might be some grocery stores that maybe do it because it's part of their brand and image. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think Whole Foods does it. Yeah. And, and that's as hipster as it comes. Yeah. Now, you can go to private butchers and they'll do it. And they'll let you know that they don't raise cattle that were fed GMO um, GMO corn mm-hmm. and not uh, shot up with antibiotics. Yeah. Like those are the two big ones for cows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for any, you know, cows. Well, mainly the big, I guess, pork, beef, and chicken. Right. Um, you'll see. The, the, the thing that made, that made me laugh was when they had, uh, when... Purdue was talking about their chickens that got no antibiotics and no, they weren't genetically modified and they ate a veggie diet. And I'm like, wait, chickens are scavengers. They eat bugs. Right. You ever see a chicken get a hold of a mouse? <laughs> a chicken will F up a mouse and eat it. <laughs> like, you know, like just gulp it down. Right. So chickens will literally eat whatever it can peck and get its hand, its little beak on. So when they said all veggie diet, I'm like, that's just dumb. So you just we want to. It's corn. Yeah, it's genetically modified corn they're giving them. Right. So yeah, they might not be pumping the steroids into the chicken, but the chicken's getting them from the corn. Yeah. They, I think Vice did a story where they showed like the uh, the the massive chicken coops. Mm-hmm. And if you anyone who's driven through a countryside, like for us, it's Delaware, right? Yeah, Purdue, Eastern Shore. Purdue Farm. Yeah. Is Purdue Farms big out there. They own almost all the farms in Delaware. Yep. And you see those really long uh, and short kind of, they're not huts. It looks almost like a Nissan hut. They're rounded. They've bit. got big fans on either end. Or yeah. there'll be huge ventilation systems. Yes. Yes. And the reason why they do that is to keep, the ventilation is there to keep the disease out. Yeah. But the corn, the, the feed that they're given has the antibiotics in it. Mm-hmm. So, are they technically shooting them with antibiotics? No. Right. But their feed might contain them. Right. Or the feed that was grown for them might contain it. Mm-hmm. And that's how they get around all this stuff. Yeah. Wording is everything for these yep. people. So, they can say, oh, we we don't give antibiotics and we don't do, oh, yeah, but you're feeding it stuff that puts it into their body anyway. Yeah. Because you, they showed pictures of these chickens. They can't walk. Well, they yeah. So they the one thing they do is they they cut their beaks off, mm-hmm. so they can't peck each other. So their little stub beaks can only eat, um, and then they just fatten them up. And then if you look at the chicken breasts that you get from these things, they're enormous. Right. Like you're like, damn, this chicken must have been like pushing up like four hundred pounds on the bench. Like, look at this. Because a chicken breast is pretty much a chicken peck right right <laughs> you yeah <know? laughs> so um but but well, then you but so whatever was it put in that chicken is now going into you yeah right like oh well yeah you're you're two two species away from what it, what it came from yeah it's still going into you yeah you can't tell me that that hasn't screwed with internal body chemistry in humans mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that's and that's the chicken in its least. So when you go and buy the chicken, now to me the most disgusting, not disgusting, but unappetizing, boring food on the planet is a boneless, skinless chicken breast. I can't stand them. I've they, to me they have very limited uses to me. Chicken parm's one of them. Anything with your chicken cutlets. I am a fan of the skinless, boneless thighs. Pretty much switched over because they just hold their moisture, especially for prepping food. They last. You had, can reheat them better. Had them tonight for dinner. Yeah, I did. I marinated them with some uh, Italian dressing and some yep. barbecue sauce. Yep. Put them in for marinated them for about three hours and put them on the grill. Yep. Delicious. There, there you go. Yep. Yep. I have mine <laughs> sitting in the fridge right now with uh, with Goya Mojo Criollo sauce. Listen, I'm doing chicken wings, and I think either tomorrow or the next day mm-hmm. I got to pull them out of the freezer now. I got to remember to do that. Yeah. Got to grill those up too. You know, it, look. My wife and I try to get away from the GMO chicken. Yeah, it's expensive though. Ing- it's double the price. Yeah. Like yo, I, I, I look, I, I care, but I can't afford to care. <laughs> right. I'll be broke in two months. Yeah. So I eat the, I eat the Arnold Schwarzenegger chicken. Yeah. You know, juiced up to no end, yeah. and I eat it because that's what's available. And, you know, my wife doesn't eat red meat. Mm-hmm. So, but even if, I, what am I going to do? Get the non-GMO beef, too? Yeah. Double that price, too? <laughs> Listen, right now, nobody can afford any of it. $35 a pound. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. It, I'm a person that knows what's going into the food, but I, you got to eat it anyway. And everyone's yeah. like, no, you don't. You can just eat You can eat salads and you can eat grains. And, well, my wife can't eat grains anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I probably can't eat grains anymore either. Yeah, most yeah. Pe- a lot of people that like one spouse will will have a gluten sensitivity issue. They'll switch. That means you both have it. Easier to switch the whole family, and yeah. everyone ends up feeling better. Everyone. So you know, there's something to it. Gluten is not something we were evolved to digest anyway. Um, here's the, so like, but I, people have been eating bread for years. Yeah. Now it's got gluten and nobody can digest it. Well, I think the problem is is that. When people were, they weren't eating it in the quantities that we eat it now. That's, yeah, that's a huge point right yeah. there. So like, um, now we went to New York uh, this past weekend. Well, we're on Long Island, so what are we going to get? Bagels. Now, <clears throat> I lo- now these are the best bagels in the world. I've become a food snob, mm-hmm. um, a bagel snob, and a pizza snob, and. I'm sorry, there's very few places that can compare. So while I'm there, I'm getting them. And New York and New Jersey are the only two places, in my mind, that have the best bagels and pizza. Yeah. Everywhere everywhere else is second. It's coming in second. Yeah, second And it's not even close. Yeah. So I ate. You know, I got the bagels. We ate them. Um, I had three of them. <laughs> they were delicious. Listen, when you, when, you, when you go up there and you only get it once every three months, yeah, you yeah got, you're eating three of yeah. them. Yeah. So, but the thing is, when I eat them, like, it even bothers me. I don't have any documented gluten allergies. I can eat it whenever I want. But when I put that much into the system. You probably have the, the runs. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I got the <laughs> bloaty, gassy, farty feeling. And, um, you know, it passed. But still, it's it's from something. Right. It's not from the butter and the cream cheese. No. It's from the gluten and the bagel. And uh, now, is it. Like, well, I go to New York and say, oh, I'm not going to eat a bagel because I got the runs from eating a bagel once. No, 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 no. I'm going to double down on it. 
I'm going to take that as part of it, but it's, it's not chronic where it's something that affects me all the time. But let me ask you something. If you went to a doctor and they said that your body can't digest gluten. Would I still eat the bagel? <laughs> That's the question. Yes. Would you see? I wouldn't. Yeah. When I was up there. Yeah. Now, would I eat one down here? Right. A subpar BS fake me out bagel. Right. No. no. Yeah. No, I got you. And it's one of those things where like when I am being good, like people say, oh, you can like you find all these recipes go on a on a little search and search for like paleo pancakes oh, God. or this or the, and they give you all these fake recipes and to me like i'd rather just not eat it you know right i oh you could have sugar-free ice cream no thanks i just won't eat ice cream right like if it comes to that i i, I either want to eat real ice cream or i'm not gonna eat it at all yeah you know i'm not eating sugar-free syrup syrup is yeah. sugar I mean, the other part, like, with, even, like, the gluten-free, like, for breakfast, I eat um, Jimmy Dean croissant sausage egg and cheese biscuits mm-hmm. frozen from Frozen. I put them in the microwave. They're real easy to make, right? Yeah. Um, like, if I ever became gluten intolerant, I, I want stuff like that that I can still make quickly to fit in my schedule. Now, what would I do? I'd probably make it, throw the bun, and throw the croissant away. Mm-hmm. And just eat two, uh, two sausage and cheese things. Yeah. All right. Problem solved, right? Um, but I, that's a way for me to be able to do it and not have to go hunting for gluten-free everything. Yeah. I could just modify what I'm eating so to get rid of the gluten. Yeah. Or if you go to a diner and, you know, don't get pancakes and waffles and... French toast, get bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs, yeah, right. There's alternatives at these yeah. places, right? No, it, that's a great point. And and so that's why, but that, but that's why I'm saying, like, look, if you don't get the body chemistry right, you're, one, you're, you're just making it that much harder on yourself. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, I'm not saying you, I'm saying me. Every, yeah. And I'm not saying everybody has these issues. Like, I get it. This is not going to be for everybody, but at least for me, this is the way I've decided to go about it. And one of the things that we're going to do at the end of our regular episodes is uh, at the end of every other regular episode. So like the next episode, we won't really talk about it, but the one following that probably the last 20 to 25 minutes of those episodes, every other Tuesday, we'll talk about where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and we might not have any progress. We might not yeah. have anything for you. Like for me, if I can't get in to see these, this, the naturopath doctor, um, until December, well, I might not have any updates until December, but I'll still talk about it. Yeah, it could be say, a tr- and and the update could be uh, I tried and failed. Right, and oh hey, here's this recipe it tastes like crap. Right, um, I mean this is gonna we're gonna I mean look we're definitely we're gonna put our failures out there. Um, part of it is accountability, mm-hmm. right? And, and you got me on this accountability trick track. Um, my thing, like, and look, maybe I, I'm making excuses here. But I feel like we're in a different space than other people that might be trying to lose weight. And yeah, is someone smaller than me trying to lose fifteen pounds? Yeah. Yeah. And but you, no. But until you need to lose that hundred, we ain't even in the same league. Yeah. Right. You you're not feeling you're not you're not in the same uh, ballpark as me right now. And I'll, I'll be happy for you for losing your ten to fifteen. But 
I, I got a different, I got to drive a different car here. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I, sometimes I feel like with other people who need to lose less weight, when they're in the, when they're in the group or whatever, it, it, to me, it's a little bit antagonizing. <laughs> like, I get it, dude. You, you did great. I'm happy for yeah. you. And I get it. You're trying to motivate me. I do. But again, you're not on this, you're, you're not on this path. Yeah. You're, you've never had to be on this path. You've never been, you've never walked, you've never had to walk with this much weight on you. And your strategies may not work for me. Right. So I need you to look, congratulations to you. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for you. But sometimes I feel, and they're just trying to be helpful. It's not them. It's, it's, it's my, it's in my head that I can't take the motivation from someone that doesn't need to lose a hundred pounds or so. Mm-hmm. I get that. I'm not, I'm not saying they're bad people. They're they're doing what they think. They're trying to be encouraging. Yeah. They're trying to do the right thing. I get that. I'm not I'm not putting it on them. Putting it on me. Yeah. In my headspace, I want to choke them out. <laughs> <laughs> I've punched you numerous times <laughs> in <Yeah>. my head. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, and whoever wants to to come along with us. You know, even if you are that fifteen pound guy, just you know, just know that Alex has punched you out in his head numerous times. Right. Um, but come along and you know, share your trials and tribulations and successes and failures. Um, you know, because I think it's important that you know, for for me, it's definitely accountability, and it's also if I can help someone else in the even a complete stranger, then hey, great, come on, let's go. Um, you know, it's 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 good if we can all make each other better. And you know, they say the one of the things I love to to say is that you know the the best time to plant a tree is thirty years ago. The second best time to do it's right now. Right. And um, you know, so that's that's where we're, I'm planting this tree now. Let's start digging a hole. Well, yeah. I mean, part of the reason why we why we put this where we're putting this out there is for our our own accountability. It's out there. Everyone who knows about this podcast now knows what we're trying to do. Yeah. But again, if if six months from now I'm still 350 pounds, well, so be it. Yeah. You know, that that's my failure. Yeah. Then that thing we tried didn't work. Let's move on to something else. Right. I mean, event, yeah, and eventually, like, eventually I'll be motivated motivated to try something else. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it is what it is, and or maybe I won't. Yeah. But I'm motivated to right now to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I'm looking for maximum results with minimal effort. I'm not, uh, listen, it's not, it's not looking for that. Right. I, I, I am. And we, we talked about this with the GLP one drugs where, you know, maybe big pharma was in cahoots with big nutrition and not putting out some of these GLP one drugs, what they were using for diabetics and they weren't really mentioning. And even to this day, they're still not mentioning the weight loss effects that some of these drugs have from people. Right. Because the nutrition industry which some of these big pharma companies are in on when they're distributing their vitamins and their nutritional supplements and their drinks and their, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, and the Coca-Colas and the Pepsis who's putting on all their drinks and their, in their weight loss systems. And they I mean, look who, I mean, just if you want, look who owns Nutrisystems and SlimFast and it, everyone's got their hand out to keep you just fat enough to where you, you need to keep trying to lose weight. Yeah. No one's trying to, it, it's like they always say, the money's not in the cure, 
It's yeah. keeping you just unhealthy enough where you need them. Yep. And maybe going to a different type of doctor to look at my blood work in depth and maybe look at some things that my other doctors just weren't looking into. Maybe, maybe there, I'm not saying there's a magic bullet, but maybe there's a couple of bullets that can work together to make this a lot easier than it needs to be. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. Um, so every other week, um, we're going to give you an update of where we are. So again, it won't be, it, it, this is the first episode we're doing it two weeks from now. We'll give you an update. So it's not gonna be every episode. Um, maybe I can put something in the description and maybe we'll expand this, but maybe we'll put a forum up on the website so that people can kind of come along for the journey. Maybe it'll be like a, a members thing where, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out, but yeah, if it's really good. It'll be behind the paywall. <laughs> like I'm all about earning some bucks on this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone else is. Yeah. <laughs> Except we're not going to help you lose the weight. We're just going to tell you how we're not losing weight. Right. And how don't, you should feel great about yourself. Don't try this. Right. Don't spend the afternoon eating oatmeal cream pies like I did the other day. So listen, I um, could I could eat an oatmeal cream pie right um, now. I'm not gonna lie to they're you. They're delicious. I should have brought some. You should have. <laughs> <laughs> you got up your game. Yeah. Let's puncture, put the period on the end of this sentence <laughs> with oatmeal cream pie. Great way to end this one. Well, thank you for listening. Please uh, like, subscribe, comment, share. And if you're in the same boat that we are, definitely put a comment. I I think the only place you can really comment is either uh, Rumble or YouTube where our non-video episodes, our non-video video episodes are. Right. Um, our our rolling, uh, rolling log fire is our actual video that we just put the audio over. Um. But go ahead and put a comment down. Um, if you're you've been struggling with your weight, you need to lose a hundred. Maybe you need to lose two hundred. Um, let us know. Maybe do that behind a VPN yeah. with private internet access. Privateinternetaccess.com slash driveway beers or go to drivewaybeerspodcast.com slash uh, oh wait. Oh no, on the right hand side, click on the link. That's what I meant to say. Oh, well, we're not professionals. All right. Thank you for hanging out with us, and we'll talk to you soon.